Hello, everybody, and welcome to a very special European Blood Red podcast with me, Ian Doyle. If you're hearing a bit of noise in the background, that's because we are doing this from a, uh, what is it, it's roadside, what's it called? The Café Mieux uh, in uh, central Linz, just in the church, I'm assuming it's the church square, because it's a big church there with uh, a cardboard Jesus on a Christ outside it, so... Yeah, I'm not sure quite what we make of that. Anyway, joined here by Theo Squires. Hello, Theo. Hello, Doily. And also a very special guest now. You might know him as... Hi, Carl. As uh, Jürgen Klopp always refers to him as press conferences, it's Carl Markham from the Press Association. Hello, Carl. Hello, Ian. How are you doing? Very well, thank you. It's nice to have you on. It's been a while since you've been on one of these. Yeah, it's been a while. Club World Cup, whatever that was, 2019. Yeah, Yeah, so so I'm not offended. I've not been asked back since then. I take it as no reflection on my performance, but... Well, you know, you, you, you haven't upset Jürgen yet. Well, you have in the past, but just not this season. Not this season. I've only yeah. been to press conferences, yeah. to be yeah. fair, so, it's, yeah, it's, it's not really... The, there's a long way to there's go. There's a long way to go. But we'll start with you then, Carl, seeing as you're here. Thank you. Um, as you haven't been on for a while, a quick um, thoughts on how Liverpool have started the season and what you think they've done in the summer transfer window with the four new midfielders. Yeah, four new midfielders. I think they've done... Uh, as well as could be expected I think you know probably before those um, when they've got the first win the Sobersly and McAllister came in I think everyone thought well this is positive we just need to yeah, carry on that, that trajectory and then there was that yeah, quite a long lull of uh, four, five, six weeks where nothing seemed to happen and, and people started to get a little bit fraught but I think in the end um, it turned out alright grabbed Virgin um, yeah, Endo in I mean I grabbed Virgin lots of percentage and though we're, we're not really sure it looks okay we're not really sure you know, which a long term uh, asset he will be but um, yeah I think all in all you know, they've done considering they could have you know, laid out 111 million on Moises Caicedo who's having a terrible time at Chelsea so far then I think that they've sort of done alright and in terms of how the season started probably better than expected I think in terms of you know the results they've got yeah, they've only dropped two points up that first game um performances have been a little bit up and down but it's a new group a new new midfield so I think we're just getting used to each other I mean looking at the Europa League then obviously there's a game against Lask here in Linz tonight um, <clears throat> obviously at the time when Liverpool failed to qualify for the Champions League remember Mohamed Salah put a post up on uh, social media and he said he was absolutely devastated this that and the other which was quite interesting at the time because he seemed to be taken aback at the fact that they hadn't qualified <laughs> yeah. everybody had known it was happening for about a couple of weeks by that point but now that they're here you look at the squad that they've named I mean, we'll get onto a team a little bit later on what might play um, but you look at the squad that they've named the players who've travelled and the attitude of you know the fact that Virgil van Dijk was up for the uh, press conference last night and then Jürgen Klopp was saying look we're not he said that what was it we're not here just to, we're not we're not here just giving people opportunities we're here to actually you know win the competition which you know I think we both wrote the same piece basically saying it's not going to use the Europa League just to give fringe players a, a chance for minutes this is a competition that they want to win so it seems like they got over that disappointment and so now they're looking at the Europa League as genuinely a competition that they can actually you know get the trophy yeah I think that's right I think as well that um, the reality has, has dawned on them of, of, of what of last season because. Uh, Van Dijk's press conference last night said, you know, we, 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 we wanted to be in the Champions League and we thought we deserved to be in the Champions League. We, we didn't deserve to be in the Champions League and we deserved to be in the Europa League, so let's, let's go and, you know, 
uh, when, if you can hear me over the bell. Yeah, so the bell is uh, tolling for you here. It's, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's, uh, it's 12 o'clock, so we could be for a while. <laughs> we just hang on a minute. <laughs> so you were saying about Virgil van Dijk saying that you know, they did deserve to they be did in the deserve to be, they, 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 they wanted to be in the Champions League, they didn't deserve to be in the Champions League, but they deserved to be in the Europa League. And, and, and let's go, basically, let's go from here. It's the competition we haven't won, let's go and win it. And, and, and Klopp, uh, uh, Klopp was off, asked the inevitable questions, he always is for these minor competitions, whether it's the League Cup, whatever. Are we going to use it to rotate? And he sort of, you know, he took us a bit of a front, even more than usual in terms of, you know, absolutely not. Why? Why would we do that? We've come here. We've come here to win. It's a competition we want. We want to win it. We've got to be strong. Um, we're not just going to hand out freebies to people just because it's not the Champions League. They've got to earn their place. That's not to say that you won't be giving some of those players, uh, those yeah. fringe players, a run out. But it's not going to be a, yeah, a, a wholesale change of, you know, of, of eleven players and let, let's see what the second string can do. I think, I think, at the back of mind, he's thinking, you know, we win the first three games, win the first four games, it's done and dusted, and then we can sort yeah. of, you know, rotate it. I mean, Theo, how many hours in the day are there here in Linz? Because this is, going on, this is going on longer than our trip to Austria yesterday. <laughs> no, it really isn't. Um, same thing for you then, Theo. Obviously, uh, at the press conference yesterday, Klopp, as we just mentioned, they, they seem to be saying the right things. Do you think that they'll be acting that way, though, when the games actually start tonight? Yeah, I think so. I, once you're in it, you have to take it seriously. And it is in Liverpool's interest to treat it as a, a proper condition that they want to go out and win rather than an inconvenience. Like, had plenty of said about the Sunday kickoffs when you have playing on the Thursday, but it is just what a one day change from playing Wednesday, Saturday, whatever. So they can get used to that. And they're approaching the Europa League this year differently to pretty basically some people have approached it since they won the treble over 20 years ago. Like then you, you don't really want to be in it, but your squad's not in a strong place, your ownership's not in a good place. But even if they did do wholesale changes tonight, whatever 11 they pick is going to be so much better than the viral 11s we've seen in previous years of, oh, do you remember this 11? that somehow got a draw against Napoli or this was Liverpool's bench in a Europa League semi-final when it was just fringe players that you had no chance of ever made doing anything at Liverpool like the squad's in a really strong place if they're starting tonight it's we'll go and prove that you can be in this team on Sunday against West Ham and then again for the next Premier League game after that against what Tottenham you know you've got the Leicester League Cup game in the middle like, it is a chance for Liverpool players to save their claim and then just build the momentum they've got like, like, as Carl said maybe a little bit surprised uh, how the start has gone for them but they're putting in the results at the moment and this, this bell seems to be quieting down <laughs> but it's still going but yeah they seem to have the built momentum maybe it's a little bit of a surprise but once you've got that run of results going you're still unbeaten you've got a of cuff, uh, couple of tough Premier League games Easy coming up yeah. then you want to keep it going um, thinking of looking at the midfield and for tonight Carl I mean there's every chance that we could see Endo and Gravenberch now what were they costing between them about 50 nearly 50 million perhaps just over 50 million actually and um, one of them's played one game and the other one obviously the, well, sorry one of them's played one start and the other one's played a couple of minutes so regardless of you know how much money they spent on these players it's going to be interesting just to see how they cope in this because it'll be basically their first real game for Liverpool because Endo uh, played most of his games with uh, with 10 men on the pitch yeah yeah and and also they, they've even though we're, we're sort of late September now, they've not really had a lot of time to bed in with the international break. I know Gravenberch took the international break off to stay behind, but 
who was he staying behind with? Because everybody else had, you know, had gone on international duty. So yeah, it so, was massive. He got to be, got to get Pally with Matter, but I suspect Alex Joe Gomez as well. Joe Gomez. Yeah. No yeah. James Milner anymore. Yeah, I'm not sure they're going to form much of a, of a unit within you know, on the field, to be True. honest. But uh, you know, in terms of his fellow midfielders and forwards, he's not had a lot to work with. Um, so they so said they've not really, and they've not really had a lot of time to bed in. And, and Klopp famously likes to give his his new signings usually quite a long time to, to mm. bed in. I mean, sometimes we don't, well, we, in the past we've not seen them to, since, until it's, it's, October. Or it know. seems to be the further back the player go, it plays, the more chance there is them having a long time to bed in. Because you look at Gakpo and Diaz, you just throw straight in there, and you go back to Salah, the Mane, those players. But you're right. You look at the midfielders. Fabinho is obviously the, the, the great example of that. And even defensively, Robertson, Canati, Canati hardly played in his first season yeah. until towards the end. He was Simicast. more than yeah, exactly. Simicast is another one. He basically, I think he played one Premier League appearance in his first season. So there is that to it. But that's where this Europa League can help because it doesn't perhaps have quite the same pressure as a Champions League group game. Liverpool will be expected to get through this group no matter who's playing and perhaps when they get a bit later on in the competition that's when they might have to make some stronger decisions on who to play and who, who not to play. But you're right because you know, Endo, he needs these minutes for example because Klopp said uh, I think it was before the Villa game he kind of gave away that yeah, I've had to have some meetings with him to tell him exactly where he needs to be. Yeah, he, he doesn't, doesn't know, he doesn't know what we're doing. doing. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. yeah. So he, he does, he, there is a little bit of that but that this can actually be useful for Liverpool this competition now. I think it will be but I think um, like when you have Fabinho I think when Fabinho first came out I seem to remember he always seemed to have a, a minder with him he always had like Henderson playing with him well, yeah, yeah. alongside him whenever he played first of all he was never allowed to you know, be in the middle on his own because uh, I don't think Klopp trusts him to begin with so I'd be surprised if he plays Endo and Gravenberch in the same midfield or even tonight even tonight I think so because yeah. Gravenberch said got a handful of minutes yeah. uh, and so I, I, would, I think you might see one gets half half each maybe I don't know I was thinking but I think he's, he's going to want to try and keep some sort of continuity because if, you, if, you, if you're taking out two of your midfield and replacing them that, that, that puts a lot of onus on the forwards to do something because the midfield is still trying to work out what it is so I would expect to see two regular midfielders plus one maybe I think um and, and see how it goes from there. I, I think probably McAllister might might not play. He was, he was a bit tired. The world is a bit yeah, tired. Yeah, he'll he'll be tired. Yeah. A bit tired. Yeah. Um, so yeah. So I, I wouldn't expect him to go full on yeah, full on changes in midfield and throw two newbies in because I just think it, they haven't had enough time to to work out what the, what the plans are, what the yeah, the movements are, and who they're working with. Um, Theo, one, one player who I suspect we all agree should be starting and probably will be is Harvey Elliott. Now, he's somebody who in in the summer, he did start a lot of the games, but whenever he came on, he, did a, he made a, a big impact. And he's done the same this season as well. It was interesting because if you look at last year, it wasn't until April, which I think was the day of his birthday actually, 20th birthday, it was the first match day squad he wasn't involved in. And all the previous ones, he actually played some parts and he started loads of games in the first two thirds of the season. And I think some people correlated the fact that, oh, he wasn't playing to Liverpool started winning some games again. And I think that was a little bit unfair because he'd had to take on an awful lot in that first two thirds of the season. But this season, since he's been coming on regularly and he's been making a big change to the way Liverpool have played, you look at the game against Wolves for example on Saturday and there was people said like, oh Diaz came on change Nunes came on change but Harvey Elliott came on at the same time as Nunes which was about 56 minutes something like that 
And of course, he gets his goal at the end, but it's the fact he's always on the front foot, always pushing forward. And he looks like somebody who's, uh, unlike some of the other players, you might think, I'm not really sure I want to be a squad player when we're playing all the time. Because he's so still quite young. He understands that I'm playing in this, what I think is a great team. No, that's not me saying that, right? That's who he's saying <laughs> yeah. that, who he believes is a great or can be a great team. And um, he's just enjoying getting his minutes and he's proven as well that he can still play this role in midfield, which is something that perhaps people questioned him a bit last season. Well, if you compare it to Curtis Jones' situation, two years ago, people had their doubts about him. He was in and out the side and you weren't really sure what his future would be. But then coming now, he's started most weeks towards the end of last season. He's looked good when he started this season. And you realise young players do need that bit longer to gel into a side. Well, if Elliot's two years younger than him, he's still got two years left to you know bulk up and be that star. He can be this rotational option, but he's making a difference off the bench. Like we've seen so many youngsters who have been on the fringes and they haven't made that massive impact when they do come on, and then we've seen them moved on. Like Brian Brewster wasn't given much of a chance in the cup games, he wasn't turned to in the league games, he moved on. Whereas Elliot, you mentioned game at the weekend, he, he played a big part in the Newcastle game as well, coming off was it the winning goal with it was him that forces the mistake for them yeah, to the get the thing. Bruno, Bruno, the guy from lad from Newcastle. Yeah, he's making yeah. big impacts, he's a very experienced player for a player so young and he's going to be a starting player for England 21s now he started for them during the international break so that's him getting that experience there and getting that leadership that we know he, he throws under too so he'll be itching to get the opportunities to start tonight if he is turned to and even though he'll probably be the youngest man in that midfield he could easily be the most experienced yeah. one in terms of a Liverpool career so he'll have to be vocal and he has to lead but when you see him play he's just someone who enjoys it so much like we saw from the celebrations at the weekend wanting to celebrate with the fans you can like sort of relate to that because even though he's not scouse or anything he is that example of a player who's playing for the club and he's doing what any fan would be in that situation uh, he's got plenty of time to actually properly stake his claim and be part of this Liverpool future but then the whole midfield is that young stage of their career and when they're all working together it's like this is just the start of the journey Step one, as Klopp said a couple of times in press conferences already. What about oh, sorry, sorry. I don't, I have to, on, on Elliot? I have a degree of sympathy for Elliot based on the fact that not only has he had to come into the side and play in midfield, which he, he wasn't really thought he was going to do, he's often had to play on the right hand side of the midfield, on the right side of the team, where you've got Trent, yeah. who was bombing past him for until he turned this, this new this hybrid role, you've got Mo, who didn't really track back, let's face it, a lot. So he was having to a lot of work in areas that he didn't really want to do work in. He's, he's obviously an attacking player, but he was having to do the legwork for three people and I think that's where you know that's where you saw Henderson was often yeah. a, a key player on that side because he covered the, the ground that Trent and, and, and Mo left uh, left available but when Harvey Elliott came in and uh, slotted on that side it, it, it looked the whole right hand side really lightweight and defensively because there was just not enough you know, defensive legs on that side so have a degree of sympathy I, I think gets, he gets in a more settled team with a yeah, a bit more solid midfield. Um, I think he, yeah, he'll, he'll actually flourish a bit more and, and, and be a bit more relaxed in what, what he, the job he has to do. I'm mean, not, not saying he didn't have to yeah. improve his defensive work, but that's nothing. We'll uh, discuss the goalkeeper situation now because, I mean, Klopp's not really dropped any hints, but there's certainly some of us are expecting for even Kelleher to start tonight. He obviously has not played for 
Samson game, wasn't it? Which he conceded four and have a great game, but then again, there wasn't much of a defence. It was a bit of a stupid match anyway, that one. Um, are you expecting him to start? Do you think he should be? I am. I, I was actually going to ask Klopp this last night, but uh, one of the local journalists took up all the time uh, <laughs> uh, asking for a signed shirt and then asking yeah. if he could have a picture with him afterwards. And by the time got to and by the time we got to it, it's like oh, no, no time. But, and but I think everyone assumes that Kelleher is gonna, he's just gonna uh, play. I mean, obviously there's that talk in the summer about is he gonna is he gonna move on? He's too good a player to be a number two, and I just wonder whether. You know, Klopp has spoken to in the summer and going, OK, right, yeah. Yeah. we'll give you the Europa League, we'll give you the Carabao Cup. Yeah. That might that might get you, you know, 15 games, 20 games yeah. a se- this next season. That's sort of, that's sort of a, a, the, the compensation of being number two. But well, the fact that Klopp said uh, this isn't a competition for us just giving opportunities to players, did it then perhaps make you think, well, maybe you might not? Well, yeah, I think, I think it's different for... Goalkeepers, and he knows he's obviously seen what Keller can do. He's, yeah. he's spoken so highly of, of him and saying hey, he's the best number two in the Premier League, or whatever. When that, that's open debate, that's to be now. So it's like Ramsdale's the best number two. Yeah, well, yeah, well, <laughs> then, there's, yeah, yeah, there's some debate about that as well, to be honest. Um, but I think I think maybe it's just a, maybe that will be the one concession. Uh, if, yeah, he's talking about not giving opportunities to people, but. Those other people will get up. Yeah, those outfield players will get five or ten minutes here and there. Klopp's not doing an Arteta and subbing Alisson off for 15 minutes to get Kelleher a game. Yeah, um, so I think that, that will be the one concession if he's, if he's going to do it and give opportunities to people. We'd, we'd say to Kelleher, "But well, you stuck with us through this time. Yeah, we're, as a thank you, yeah, you've got. You're probably going to play. You're going to play in the League Cup." Um, which obviously is, is next week, so we might want, yeah, he might want to put him in before that anyway, and just, yeah, just give him, a, give him an outing. Same question. Yeah, I'd like to see him start. I think he deserves it. Like when you're a player who has been on the fringes for so long now, and his reward for winning the League Cup for Liverpool and having such a good game against Chelsea is two, three appearances in the 18 months that followed. He, he does need some more game time. I think we all expected him to move on the summer, or at least asked to move in the summer. And I know it's put to Jurgen you Klopp, know, what May time, and he was quite shocked by that. Going, well, it'd have to be a really good offer. I don't want him to go. Yeah, um, he's going to say that though, wasn't he? He's yeah. always going to say that. But when you're a goalkeeper at that age you do need to be playing regular football and even though it's the same every year we always get a little bit shocked when the FA Cup comes around and Keller has not turned to because well, that's a good opportunity to give him games but at least with the Europa League it's a bit more consistent game time and as an Irishman as well he's got that added lure of a goal all the way he can go and play the final in his uh, Dublin city of him for him so it's a great opportunity for him but at the same time it isn't an opportunity because it doesn't matter how well he plays and then how well Alisson plays Alisson is always going to be first choice when he's a Available. He's the best goalkeeper in the world. So there's that no pressure there. It's just go and get your minutes, go and show that you're still there in the background doing a good job. And maybe it will attract suitors. Like if he's doing well in European competition, a club will come and say here's 25 million for him next summer. Or maybe if Saudi come knocking for Allison at some point, Liverpool go, you know what, we'll take the money because Keller can be your first choice. You never know whatever money they're trying to sell Allison again. You're all trying to sell Allison. Exactly. He does this all the time. Two push players then tries to sell them. He's renowned for that. Now, obviously, we're here in Lintz, which is the, I think it's the third largest. Oh, yes, thank thank you. you. It's very polite. Um, <laughs> so we're in Linz, which is the third lad. A good time as well. I just happened to be talking about the city. Uh, 
third largest city in, in Austria. And You're not going to want to make sure he's famous. No, 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 no we're no, not going to do that. No. You can find that out yourself. Um, <laughs> well, one of the famous residents at the moment, judging from this newspaper here that I've in front of me, is Liverpool now. And the front, there's a big picture of the Liverpool team bus. It says Liverpool stars in Linzka Landers, which I know a bit of German. I know it says basically Liverpool are here in Linzka. <laughs> Incredible, yeah. that, isn't it? Um, <laughs> So yeah, it is a, it is a big deal for them. We have seen one or two away fans um, around, and where Liverpool will be playing tonight is a new stadium, isn't it? Only open in February, about twenty thousand capacity. It's a, obviously a sellout. It's the biggest game the new stadiums had. It's probably the biggest game Lask have ever had because they did play Man United at home once a couple of years ago. But that you know, but that had been behind closed doors. That was Covid, wasn't it? Oh, was it? Yeah. Oh, well, they played Tottenham as well. Was that behind closed doors as well? Yeah, it's not as big though, is it? That's no, Tottenham, isn't it? Although they're doing quite well this season, yeah. to be fair to them. Um, so yeah, just to kind of like, there is a, you know, that kind of, is it, you're feeling the European buzz for this game or is it just too early? Or There are some, some Liverpool fans around, by the way, we've seen them. Some are right behind us. Exactly, yeah. So you mean the European buzz for, for the Liverpool side, not for... No, for the, for the, for the Lint side. Judging by the, the reaction in the press conference, yes, I mean, Klopp got a round of applause <laughs> when he left yesterday. I mean, like... He gets that on most of these European I, yeah, it's a typical, you, yeah, yeah. say, so asking for autographs and photos and stuff, it's, it, it's a big thing for them. Um, and obviously, the fact he speaks. He spoke German to him. I think was a was yeah, obviously yeah. Yeah, native language for them and him. I think that that, that, was, that was good for us, like, but not so good for us, especially when you get the answers he gave, gave in German were <laughs> invariably long. longer yeah. than, the, than the ones <laughs> in English. Gary Lineker, Manchester yeah. United, and who the hell are Lask? Yes, yeah. So, um, I mean, he didn't have a lot to say about Lask. Um, I can't think. I mean, they said he'd watched three games, or they'd watched three games of uh, their last three games, but didn't know anything about the place and, and, and just yeah, sort of general platitudes about that they're a good team. But um, yeah, I mean. Massive excitement here, I think, as you can see in the papers. Um, I don't know what the crowd is supposed to like. It's, it's, I guess everyone's you know, still like, mm, it's the Europa League, you know, it's not the Champions League. But, I think you're getting a lot of people here, Liverpool fans, not so much the hardcore ones, but the ones who have never been here before. And I think they've all found, oh, it's a bit of an hard place to get to. <laughs> yeah, yeah, invariably, the Europa League tends to be, yeah. yeah. Oh, why why does it take two planes and a train just yeah, to get to Central yeah, Europe? Exactly, yeah. So there is a little bit of that. Um, so, yeah. I think there's a, there's a there's a degree of readjustment as well for fans who have been yeah, uh, yeah, mm. have sort of feasted on you know three three Champions League finals uh, in the last, the last few years yeah yeah. Last five years. Yeah. yeah yeah so there's a there's a degree of uh, readjustment for those and yeah just to maybe just to take a step back and just to, to dose the real reality that this is this is this is the next hopefully yeah nine ten months yeah so yeah this. make the most of it uh, and, and thank the lucky stars for not going to Azerbaijan. Um, well, we'll just talk a little bit then, just before we finish, about yourself, Carl. And obviously, for those who watch Liverpool's press conferences on YouTube, which there are, I'm quite, I would imagine quite a lot of the people who listen to this podcast are amongst those. And you invariably tend to pop up at the end. The way these things work, they are um, well, they're structured, I think. Set pieces, structured, yeah. Structured, yeah, they are set pieces. And there's very often press conferences where... How can we put this? The questions are very much television and radio oriented compared to newspaper or print or website oriented. So when it comes to you, there's quite a lot of times where a lot of us are going, come on, Carl, give us the line here, Carl. <laughs> with the questions. No pressure. So, no, yeah. pressure. Well, no, because you have quite an interesting relationship with the club, don't you? In the sense that you, most of the time he just doesn't care about any any of the journalists. He doesn't fuss, but he knows your name and he's always like he, saying hello. He does. I'm sort of, I sort of hold, I guess, a unique position um, in that I uh, I multitask to greater or lesser degree behind the camera 
for most press conferences now occasionally I don't so last week I wasn't I had a cameraman with me so I sat at the front so that so that took him no that that took him you know but he does does his foe like surprise (laughs) oh what are you doing sat on the front row again it's like confused and I've never known a man get so confused by someone just sitting in a different place every you've obviously never been every other week <laughs> yeah. um, so I think uh, um, I think that's probably why he, he, he sort of picks me out more than most people because sometimes I'm sat at the front sometimes yeah. I'm shouting at the back from behind a camera and you're always last as well. and I'm always last yeah. yeah so um, yeah so I think uh, I, I, you tend to notice those things when someone is shouting it's, it's not ideal to be at the back of the room um, asking from behind a camera because there, been a, there were a couple of occasions last year where he didn't possibly like the question I asked. Not that it was a difficult question, but you know, I think I asked him about spending or something like that. And he went, the end of the year, and he went on, oh, yeah. Carl, you asked this question, you know the answer. And if I was sat at the front or in the room, yeah, side room, you could maybe have a bit of back and forth. Yeah. But if I'm at the back of the room, it looks like I'm arguing with him. If I go respond to a his response it looks like I'm shouting back at him and it, so I tend, tend to sort of just let him go off on his yeah, his, his, his tirade if it, if it is a tirade against me but invariably it usually ends up being quite good yeah he, 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 so he sort of feigns outrage and then ends up giving you a half decent oh I think it usually yeah. gives a half decent answer I mean sometimes sometimes he goes that's a that's a ridiculous question why have you asked it and I'm not going to you know give you a decent answer but in very, I, I like well I like think maybe that's part of the relationship we have not it's, it's, it's sort of a not a long distance it's more of a mid distance relationship you know acts of press room but I think um, I think yeah I think it's, it's, we've got some sort of some sort of relation I won't say we're busy mates but it's, uh, it's, it's, it's not busy with any of the British journalists at all <laughs> no no he's uh, yeah he's, he, 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 he just seems to take take up with somebody uh, every, every week it's like, I, I don't like your question for whatever reason or I don't like what you've you've written oh, other one week. of your colleagues has written yeah one of your so, colleagues yes, yes so yeah so um, but yeah so um, yeah I seem to have avoided yeah sort of hidden unloading on me badly at any point but um, you've done well there consider it you've done well there consider yeah it. yeah I, say, I don't know I say I, I it's just a quirk of yeah I'm sometimes popping out from behind a camera <laughs> <laughs> Pop my head out, and he's like, oh, "Where are you?" Where, uh, or sometimes, and occasionally, I surprise him by sitting at the front. But um, you, yeah, get, you so. get the name check, though. You get yeah, the name check. Every he's, yeah, he's, he's, he's kind of stopped doing that. I think he sort of reined back on that, yeah. so I don't know. I mean, I'll try and try and bring it back. Only just for you, just <laughs> yeah, for your purpose. Yeah, nothing I, I always find funny. I know, you, I know you enjoy it so much. Chuckling away. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but yeah, he's um he's a uh, he's little aside appears to have disappeared a bit. But yeah, that comes to the territory. I suppose we've been we've been together now for nearly eight years it's a little too comfortable a little bit yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. we've gone past the seven year itch it's, uh, it's like no oh, you you again yeah, so cool. but uh, yeah no so I like to think they just recognise me so it's uh, yeah that's, that's the least you can hope for I suppose there's the headline for this this podcast then Carl Markham and the Jurgen Club tolerating life together well yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll quickly finish there we said we were going to do the team very quickly um, we said, basically what we do is we pick the team just who you think the team's going to be we'll just go through it very quickly we've already done ours what would you reckon the team would be tonight Kelleher Gomez mm-hmm. I think Van Dijk will play Canate mm-hmm. yep Simicas 
Sommerslide. Ooh, it's interesting. Endo. Elliot. Uh, Diaz. <laughs> Nunez. Oh, is he going to go in? Go I, I don't know. Mo hates not playing. Yeah. Hates not playing. And I just wonder whether. I think you might. I think you might go with Mo. Yeah. And of course, Salah is one of the very, one, one of the very few. You are one of the very few journalists who speaks to Salah on a regular basis when, <laughs> yeah. when he walks in. When he walks in the big zone, as he barely yeah. breaks yeah. stride yeah. As, he, as he responds yeah. to us. Any so. chance? Probably. I'll come back when I've scored forty goals. Yeah, we haven't we haven't set him a target this year. I haven't set him a target this yeah. year. Um, and usually, it's how many goals are you going to score, or will you speak to us when you win this or whatever? I, I, I don't know. He did what forty. To, remember the first year. He did 40 yeah and we didn't think he was going to get to yeah, it yeah, yeah. Then, he, then he did like in March yeah it was and, like, I oh, wasn't, and I wasn't there, there for that one <laughs> and I was yeah I was there for that one yeah, so, so. Um, yeah my, my claim to fame is still getting him to stop after the, the Champions, Champions League, League final when yeah. he ignored everybody else and, yeah. and stopped right in front of me and really <laughs> got, he nearly got flattened in the crush when everyone piled forwards um, yeah we need to set him a target um, but but he's got a lot of assists so far this season but I can't be bothered with that because I can't it's, it's too hard to keep too up difficult with. yeah, to yeah. Keep no, he'll, and he'll say well that one was that one and this yeah, one yeah and I'm not sure he'll he'll be bothered by assists uh, I, think, I think he probably will be he'll know he'll, end, he'll know oh I've had this many goal involvements yeah, he knows yeah. okay but maybe that's it set him a target 50 goal involvements this year there you go we've done it I know, I know Mo Sally you listen to this podcast so there you go I think he got what 46 goal involvements last year well, when we see so him in the mix zone tonight I'll invariably as I do speak to him as he, yeah, as he zooms past, past. Yeah. Yeah, as he, without breaking stride yeah. uh, and we'll say to him what can we agree on we'll go on 50 goal involvements yeah. and then you'll have to speak to us and to be fair he's, he's a man of his word he agree, if he agrees to it he will have to go a bit lower though he's got half on this year you know it's part of the ritual uh, don't, don't ruin it but how many goals <laughs> is he going to score this season if he scores he'll score 30 but he always does he even scores 25 he's only going to get Twenty-five goals. Twenty-five assists. That's a lot. Actually, should we shorten it to forty? Let's see how he goes tonight. I think we might have to yeah, think, think of another target. <laughs> <laughs> Something a bit, right. bit more manageable. Because yes. probably we don't set the bar too high, and then we'll never speak to him. Because we don't have to speak to us anyway. He's he does. I mean, every year we set him a target, and if he does he reach it, speak he does to it. Because yeah. yeah. remember, remember when they won the FA Cup? Wasn't it? He said he'd stop if he win all four competitions. Yeah, yeah he said yeah, that he to did. us. Yeah, um, he failed miserably. And we didn't speak one. to him at all last year because. Because they were dreadful. To be fair, about one point, one point the yeah, target, yeah, you just win a game. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, you couldn't set in the target. If you qualify for the Champions League, it was featured, because obviously that's a bit that's a bit, a bit poor. So, yeah, we need to think of a decent bar to, yeah. to set him and, and then and, yeah, nail him down to it. Right, right that should do us. Um, thanks for listening. Sorry for all the bells before. And I'm, I'm off to tip the bell and, ringer now. Yeah, I'm going to say sorry for all the bells before and the noise from the church as well. Oh, all right, yeah, there you go. go. Thank you very much. Right, keep listening to Blood Red we'll have a podcast we'll have the post game podcast but we as normal and we'll also have a little bit of a chat on Friday cheerio